Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this quick shot is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. Um, I'm so excited to get to talk about this book with you. Um, this is a new-to-us author, which is always exciting. It is. And I'm super excited. It's one of the authors that we will get to see in November that's part of the HEA Readers event in Indianapolis at the signing. So um, bonus there, right? Like we're kind of making our right. way through the list. Yeah. Gonna go buy some books. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please don't make me buy more books. Um, so for this quick shot of romance, we are reviewing What Heals Us by Maggie Gates, this is book two in the Fall Creek series. Um, we'll link the synopsis of the book on the on in our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. I absolutely feel like you can read this book as a standalone. I agree, but I would definitely recommend reading book one, too. Um, I'm obsessed with... I really enjoyed book one, but this book was my obsession... And then I noticed on social media, she's only going to write one more book in this small town. And I feel like there are some other characters that still... Yeah, there are. I was like, because I know who's next. Yeah. Right? You know, at the end of this book, who's getting the next book. Yeah. But like the heroine from book one, I'd really like her brother's book. Yes. Because he kind of seems fun. <laughs> he does. Maybe, maybe he gets a job elsewhere and he gets a book. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so the release date on this book is March, March 20th of 2023. This is an age gap, small town, virgin heroine, relationship coach, chronic illness, first responder, real body. Um, and the reason I classify this as real body, she is not um, plus size. But she absolutely has some... Um, uh, scarring and um, other marks from her illness on her body. Um, and then he is an absolute book boyfriend. Yes, 100%. And then they are weather snowed in together, one bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, BJ. Yes. Okay. The series is Fall Creek. Um, this is a series of standalones, interconnected standalones. Put out percentage on this book is 37%. Um, okay, so the question we've been adding to our kind of little book stats here is, is there a third act breakup? And I say yes. And I say no. Because Absolutely <laughs> she kind of shuts him out though and shuts down she does but they don't stop talking and he didn't leave her alone he didn't but i don't know there is it is not a typical dark moment but there is that third act and it's not miscommunication it is this big third act emotion yeah it it would have been interesting to see how it w played out if there wasn't the catalyst um, there. Yeah. Well, kind of propel them. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil it, even though the book's been out since March, because there was something magical about this journey. I agree. 
Um, and so, okay, before we get into talking about the book, let's talk about the fact that our heroine, Caroline, is a virgin. Because a lot of times people will hear virgin trope and they're absolutely like, no, thank you. Right. But it's it's definitely like she has her reason. I mean, she's she's been through a lot with her body. She's been kind of isolated from society. Yeah. She hasn't had an opportunity. Um, that comes up a lot, like an opportunity to grow, um, like socially, emotionally, like other people. I think in this book, she's 23, 24. She is, I think she's 22. It's her first year yes. of teaching. She's just moved out from under her parents. She has, so she has kidney disease and had to have a kidney transplant as a young tween. I think she was 10, 11, 12 when she had her right. transplant. And even in this world, if there's not such a thing as COVID or anything like that, like none of that exists, you know, it takes a good year healing post-transplant. I know, lived it with a teen. Um, it takes a good year healing and then you have to make up and you also have to think about those years you're sick, you aren't necessarily socially maturing. And so the fact that she's a virgin, I don't think it would have made sense if she wasn't. Right. Yeah. Cause, um, she even did college completely online. Right. So she'd have the college experience, quote unquote. And she absolutely had, con um, and I don't think her parents are controlling. I related a thousand percent. And it's interesting that you and I are doing this episode because we it is. both have children that have chronic illness. Right. I don't feel like her parents are the bad guy. And I don't think, I do not think the author, I had a conversation with the author outside of, I emailed her to let her know how I felt about the book. I identified with the mother so much right yes I and I think that was for me it was interesting to see like both sides of it because I'm like oh I know what like mom's trying to do like she's just trying to be mom <laughs> it's hard to turn off that mom brain and I think that that was hard for Caroline too and I think that explains some of the steps that she took and some of the reactions that her character has because she has been mommed Pretty much to death. <laughs> um, so I just, I really, I think that this is one of those things that if she wasn't a virgin heroine, it wouldn't have made sense. Right. Yeah. Um, particularly because when, you know, you got medical history, anti-rejection meds, that kind of stuff is different. You have to talk about it differently. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I think she even brings it up at what point. Like, she does. Yeah, because she can't, like, you can't just add another medication and expect everything to be okay. Right, because she talks about birth control, and then she talks about, like, other things that she has to make sure in place before this kind of thing would happen. So all of that I thought was done really beautiful. It was a really great conversation, um, and I could identify hard <laughs> into this conversation. Yes, because um, I was trying to find my, like, quotes that I highlighted like um towards the end they all kind of come to an understanding of like where their place is and 
feeling comfortable with that. And like the mom just says, like, it's just really hard to let go. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to let go. Um, so let's talk about the town of Fall Creek. It is its own character in this book or the inhabitants. <laughs> yeah, like they they say fucking creakers all the time or freaking creakers. <laughs> oh my gosh. So and that's really in book one. You see more of the town antics in book one than you do in book two. They kind of are separated, but they have this one place, this one restaurant in town that everyone goes to when they come off shift because Caroline is a teacher, um, kindergarten teacher, and it's a perfect job for her. It is. Um, but our hero, Austin, is a firefighter. And when he comes off shift, all the f firefighters go to the, uh, the restaurant. Yeah, the mule, I think it is. Yeah, it's called the mule. Yes. And they, um, and that's where they go. And that's where actually Caroline and Austin have their first kind of meet cute. Yes. Um, and that happens in book one, right? Yeah. It does happen in book one. I think we get a little bit of the prologue of it. But Austin is kind of this, he's a great character. And I don't often love cinnamon roll heroes, but he's a cinnamon roll he 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 reminds me a lot of my husband and yeah he's a cinnamon roll yeah he just he invites her into the circle he sees her sitting off he wants to know what her story is he wants her to be a part of things and he doesn't really think twice about opening up the group to her right and and that's kind of i mean his character as a whole like yes she she has like a special attraction to him like he's attracted to her as a human but like he's definitely a caretaker type of person um, yeah. making sure everyone's okay and so their first kind of interaction though is at a new year's eve party she goes <laughs> he does he kiss her there i think he kiss no, he asked her to dance yes. and he looks like, yeah, he looks like he's going to kiss her and she kind of does like the Cinderella. Yeah, she freaked out. Go. Yeah. Um, and come to find out. Okay, so they become friendly. He helps remove a painting. He visits her classroom, which was for fire safety week, which was so funny. Yes. Um, and all this while, too, she's being... Um, is she being asked out by one of her coworkers, one of the other teachers? Yeah, it's like, it's the gym teacher. <laughs> yeah. Need... So cliche. <laughs> Say no more. Say less. Say less. Right? Yes. Um, but thing, time kind of speeds forward a little bit. And about a week or two after they've had the New Year's Eve meeting, I think it's mid-January and January, there's this um, winter auxiliary carnival. Yeah, the winter warm-up. Yeah. And you have to understand that in the small town of Fall Creek, there is this auxiliary of ladies who are the older ladies of the community that kind of raise charity. They're actually responsible for Caroline, Caroline for her family being able to afford her transplant and helping her find a donor. Because side note, it's really hard to find a kidney. <laughs> 
It's just, it really is. So somehow the ladies auxiliary has been responsible for kind of helping her along. And honestly, Caroline feels like she owes the community everything. Right. She does. She, she's definitely like grappling with that, like kind of like having to pay them back and take care of herself. And yeah. Um, so this winter warm up. It was so fun. It was such a fun thing to read. <laughs> it was like, this so sounds like something like Becky would organize. Probably. <laughs> um, when I get older, I want to be BJ. She is this, she's a young person, but she marries all the old rich men in town. <laughs> As they die off, she marries the next one. But she's the ultimate caregiver. She is. Like, she... She is way more than, like, anybody's giving her credit for. I honestly thought in book one, like, she was, at the beginning of book one, she's kind of like, um, Yeah. But then, like, by the end of that book, you're like, oh, who is this person? And then in this book, first of all, she's a meddler. She, very much so. Like, very... Um, like she's pretty much running the town she is and she kind of puts her hand in some things and makes it so caroline wins a stay at the local bed and breakfast inn right by playing musical chairs because that's this is why i said it was something becky would do like The winter warm-up is for adults only, and they play kids' games like musical chairs, heads up, seven up, um, stuff like that, but they take shots while they're doing it. Yes. Yes. Alcohol shots. Yes. (laughs) And Caroline is a complete lightweight because, you know, she can't have a ton with her meds. Right. And she knows it. Um, But BJ, she is pink and she is glitter and... This book has a girl gang in it too. Yeah, it kind of, yeah. And Caroline's not I, sure where she fits in, but BJ and Austin's sister really um help. I forgot Austin's sister's name because her book's so next. Did I. I was like, oh no, what's her um, name? <laughs> they really are like, no, you belong. You're part of our crew. Come on. Yes. Um, so let's talk about Austin a little bit because his life is a little different. So he is not from the small town of Fall Creek. Right. He is from, uh, Beaufort beach. Yes. Which is the beach that is, it's the town that is featured in her poker face, um, series, which is the series that precedes this one. Yes, and we we get to. I'm assuming we get to meet the people we meet when they visit. Yeah, yeah. I think all those couples have books in that other series, um, and so Austin's a firefighter, but his life is in Beaufort. Like he has a house that he spent all this time and energy fixing up, but he got his heart broken there. Yeah, like, like he's he's the guy that gets friend zoned all the time. Yeah. But he seems like this big, giant, lovable guy. Like, guys, I don't love a cinnamon roll, but he was a great cinnamon roll hero. And the way this author writes him, the care that he gives to everybody's path he comes to. Like, I don't know. It was phenomenal. Like, I was in love with him. Well, and I'm, 
that's that's a big part of the reason he ends up in Falls Creek, right? Right. I mean, well, because his sister, and we know this early on in the book, his right. sister is pregnant. She is pregnant by one of her advisors at university, but she's like a PhD student. Right. And so coworker, advisor, mentor, she's pregnant by this guy. This guy is married. Um, but Austin decides to leave Beaufort and come to Falls Creek. He takes a job with their fire department and is because he needs feels like he needs to be there to help his sister. Which, you know, good guy points like 10, 10, right. 10, right? <laughs> um, and he just uh, I think he's like 36, 37. 30, he is 35. Okay. Because they're 13 years apart. Okay. <laughs> but he's ready for a family. Like he is right. ready to settle down. He is looking for that grand love and he tried in Beaufort and it come to find out he got friend zoned. She was in love with somebody else. Um, you And you just want big things for him. Right. Like, yeah, he's just the nice guy that's been finishing last. <laughs> yeah. And big swoony love like he has all the words and all the swoon yes he yes like yeah he like always has like the right things to say kind of like really really good at like giving space like mentally without giving it physically if that makes sense yeah he's just he's that phone call away and he and he listens. I think one of the most attractive things about him is when Caroline is trying to explain like her boundaries and why she feels the way she feels and these big feelings towards the town and that she owes them so much. He listens. He, I mean, he takes the time to be, he might not agree with her, but he absolutely listens to her. Yes. Which is so sexy. A man that listens. It's like a unicorn. Um, okay, so I'm not going to spoil this book, but kind of their catalyst, their dark moment, it has to do with Caroline's, what she feels she owes the town and her kidney, kidney transplant. It has to do with that. Yes. And, and yeah, and kind of how... It was handled on both ends because we don't, yeah, we don't have that information going in. No. And that, yeah, I'm, I am, that last 25% of that book, big emotions, tore into my heart. Like my cold heart was, you know, like it grew 10 sizes. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I really liked this book. Um, I Yes, I agree. So I would say that anybody who likes small town, um, if you like the books where the small town is a little bit of the character in the town, um, I honestly feel like if you liked Lucy Scores Blue Moon series or even um, the what's the one we read Bootleg Springs, um, maybe even a Claire Kingsley, but I don't think. I think these this one is s softer. Yeah, I would. Yeah, nobody has any dark moments. I mean, they're both dealing with some big feelings, but it's written in a way. 
that the love shines through and it's not harsh. There's no jagged edges. Right. Yeah. There's always that open line of communication and. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just, I loved this book. And like I said, this was my um, first, well, I read the one previous, but this series is my first reads by Maggie Gates. And I absolutely be reading her again. I read both because yeah, I had a week off, read all the (laughs) books, told me to read. And they all made me cry, including this one. Well, as soon as I read this book, as soon as I read the first book, I messaged you and I said, I think you need to read this book. And you were like, eek, because a lot of times medical personnel type books are hard for you because of what your spouse does and the life you live. But which I have to say, she does an amazing job. Like she is very accurate, like down to the community and the way they interact with each other and like technical terms and how things are handled she does really well well then i read the second book and i was like yeah read this one (laughs) (laughs) Um, because like she put into words and emotions that sometimes can feel very isolating and she did such a great job with it so anyway um if you have a book you think that we should be reading for a quick shot of romance send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will add it to our tbrs because Jenny loves it when I add more books to her TBR. I do. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.